Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm your host, Adam Wright, along with co-host Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. So we have a lot that has gone on in the past week, a lot to talk about, so buckle up. We have Odell Beckham Jr., who is shopping for a new team after being placed on waivers. Aaron Rodgers is had uh, he missed a game with COVID-19. Uh, we of, of course, we have the game of the week coming up and the fan box segment, of course, discussing our midseason MVP. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about how week nine was a week filled with shocking upsets. Now, the, bu- the Buffalo Bills, who were one of the better, t- who have been one of the better teams in the league this year, regarded as a Super Bowl contender, lost to the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars. The Broncos, who have been eh, so-so, they they had a hot start, but they've cooled off since then. They crushed the Dallas Cowboys, who are another who are another Super Bowl candidate, who have been winning who've been winning games left and right since they lost their the opener to the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then of course the Falcons, uh, they did beat the Saints, who are what are they six and two, five and two right now. They do. They have. They have been good. Their record doesn't really reflect how they have been, uh, or how they are as a team. But certainly an upset to say the least. So guys, uh, I'll start with you, Justin. What is you? Which which upset shocked you the most? Uh, the one that got me the most was the Jaguars and the Bills one. I looked at the Atlanta one and the Saints one, and to me, that one wasn't really too shocking considering the role that Atlanta was on at the moment in time because they just got off. I believe the Dolphins, and I'm forgetting the other team, so it's not like they couldn't win some games here. But I don't know what's going on with Buffalo right now. They just look like they're struggling offensively. Josh Allen's not looking like the quarterback he should be in the MVP, like in the MVP conversation. They have no running game. Stephon Diggs isn't getting the ball enough. It's like I don't know what's going on, and to make things worse, Josh Allen got sacked by another person named Josh Allen. So, and you and you lost to Jacksonville, and it wasn't like they just showed up and whooped your defense. The defense only gave up nine points, three field goals, and you guys only got six points. Does anybody else see the problem here? They're supposed to be like one of the best teams in the AFC, and this is the best you can give me? Nine points against the worst team in the AFC? I don't know what's going on with Buffalo, man. They scored six points. So Buffalo scored six points. Yeah, six. Da- Jacksonville scored nine. Jacksonville gave me nine. Uh, Buffalo gave the Bills. I mean, Buffalo gave them six, which is embarrassing to say the least. It was inc- in. It's not just shocking in the fact, in the sense that the, one of the worst teams in the league beat the best teams in the league. It was also the score, like the fact that you guys combine these two teams combined for only fifteen points. Which is like that that'd be a low scoring game if each team scored around fifteen points. But they combined for that much. And like it, it's one of the one of the better teams in the league in the league scored only six. It was real really just unbelievable. This is just one of those games where I don't know what to think. Josh Allen was not the superior Josh Allen of the day instead that goes to the other josh allen if you know 
that's a, the Jacksonville one. And it's just, <clears throat> how do you lose the Jaguars? Pray tell. Uh, James Robinson is hurt. They're relying on Carlos Hyde. Their defense is a tire fire that couldn't stop a light breeze. And on top of that, the locker room doesn't even respect their head coach, you know, which is uh, the Gruden Nor should they. Gruden Urban Meyer. Nor should they. Yeah, amen. But and, and then you go up, and this is a cakewalk, or at least it should be, and not only did Jacksonville make this a game, they won. They freaking just, won. Yeah. Look, I know any given Sunday – but to be hailed as a possible Super Bowl contender to then let Jacksonville beat you in, like, a very greasy defensive slugfest? Look, my point is, if Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders can get locked down by the Jaguars' defense, you have problems. And I feel like a lot of it stems from the fact uh, Buffalo has no running game to speak of. Zach Moss is not a number one back. Devin Singletary is not a number one back. If Buffalo gets their bell cow, I feel like their offense would be better. But right now, they're really one-dimensional in the sense that all they do is like pass, 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 pass. And if you lock down Diggs, he's got old man Sanders to throw to. And I don't even know who else. Cole Beasley. Who's Cole Beasley. Been, oh, yeah. He's, pro- who's, he's, probably yeah. Their number, he's probably their number two, I would say. Oh, yeah. But what has he done this season? Cole Beasley, he's, he's been off to a he's been off to a, a slow start, but he's he's a very he's a very good receiver, and I think le- oh, players. Yeah, he is, but I mean, what, what what have you done for me lately, Cole Beasley? I'll tell you what, he's done uh, jack and squat. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, CJ, who is what? Uh, which of these games was your uh, which which one of these games actually shocked you the most? Oh, that's an easy one. That's uh, the Broncos beat the Cowboys. Now, look, to say Denver is a scrub team is not true. But to say the Cowboys are a good team is an understatement. The Cowboys are easily going to win the NFC East, and they're possibly going to be Super Bowl contenders. They have an elite offense with Dak, Zeke, Amari, and C.D. Lamb. And yet, heck, throw in Dalton Schultz, because why not? Because he's actually pretty good. And then... You put up 16 points against the Broncos, and your defense, which is supposed to turn a corner with guys like Leighton Vander Esch and Trayvon Diggs, you give up 30 points? 30? I just, Trevon I, Diggs. I don't know. Trevon hey, Diggs, Teddy checkdowns there for Denver absolutely toasted them. And he wasn't even throwing te- uh, checkdowns. Yeah, was, exactly. That, that defense, That's the scary Trevon part. Diggs, Trevon Diggs, Diggs was making yeah. that. Trevon Diggs was making that Teddy Bridgewater to Tim Patrick connection look like Brady and to Randy Moss. It was yeah, that exactly. Bad. It's just I don't know. Now look, we all know that every year the good teams always have a few games that they just have no business losing, but that's just flat out alarming. That just goes to show you, outside of Trayvon Diggs, who got toasted in that game, really no one else on this Cowboys defense is going to lock you down. So if you can figure out Trayvon Diggs, you can just have anything you want. And it kind of feels like Trayvon Diggs has kind of been figured out in recent weeks. I mean, I have no stats really to back it up, but if you look at what 
he what has happened in the past in the past few weeks. Just watching him get toasted by Kendrick Bourne about what was it two weeks ago. Watching him get toasted by what well, what's his name Tim Tim Patrick la- this past week. You know he's he's I mean he's got he's racked up the turnovers, but he's he's still getting burned nonetheless. Yeah. MUC, he has seven picks so far on the season. And we can get dazzled by his interception totals, but he's given up a lot of yards and he's given up a lot of touchdowns. He's very inconsistent in the sense that he's either going to lock you down or you can have anything you want on him. There's no in between. And for like the past two games, Denver and Minnesota, he he has not recorded a takeaway. He had a takeaway, in, at least one takeaway, in every game up until then, and his tackle numbers have also gone down. Like His stats, I, I Googled it, they're just dropping across the board, and the only stats that are increasing are the amount of yards he's given up. Right. You know, it's it's just... I mean, they're still they're still pulling out victories, but it's not looking good for that secondary, and it could and that defense will will probably end up being the end all be all for them, regardless of whether they they go really deep in the playoffs or if they just they end up being the same old cowboys that just that our uh, our co host here Justin has been saying all season long, where they're just gonna fall apart because they're the cowboys, you know. Mm-hmm. And I have been every single year. We them boys. And then they have games like this where they don't score until the fourth quarter, which means it's garbage time. And it turns out they are not them boys <laughs> pretty much every year. You know, and I have been saying all season long and before the season, if this defense is good, they're a playoff team. And that might have changed it and changed into and sort of transformed into they're now a Super Bowl contender if their defense uh, has has it is turned around like we like we think it is. I told you that offense is elite, which is it has been all season long. I told you that if that defense turns it around, that they are going to be in the mix, and they really have been, and they've been among the favorites to win the Super Bowl so far this year. But if that falls apart, then they just turn into the the Dallas Cowboys of last year before Dak Dak got hurt, where you know they're winning, they're they're scoring a ton of points, but they're also allowing a ton of points, and they're losing games because of it. But anyways, what I have so obviously out of these three games, those two those two that we just discussed, where those were the main, those are the most shocking upsets. I mean, worst team beating the best team. But just because we want to discuss all of the games, let's discuss this this Saints Falcons game, which was pretty pretty ugly on behalf of the New Orleans Saints. I mean, I get it. They they're down to their third string quarterback. I mean, what do you even call Trevor Simeon? Because it feels like Taysom Hill isn't even a backup. Like they won't even use him. He's available, but he's but he's also not. They kind of use him as a, a wild a wild cat. Um, in their offense. But, you know, this defense is supposed to be really good for the Saints, but they gave up 343 yards to I mean Matt Ryan's a solid quarterback, but who is he throwing to? His top target is in the receiving game is probably Russell Gage. And Kyle Pitts is too young to be making such an impact that he did. 
with three receptions for 62 yards. So, I mean, it's not much of an upset because, I mean, they're working with Trevor Simeon, who did play well, granted, but, like, I mean, come on. You can't be – the defense cannot be giving up uh, 27 points to the Atlanta Falcons, who are running out of weapons by, by the month, to be honest. No Calvin Ridley. They traded away Julio Jones. They haven't had they haven't had that that one guy in their rushing game. Don't tell me about Cordell Patterson. All of his most of his uh, most of his production has come from the receiving game. But I mean, come on, it's just uh, the, the Buccaneers. Weapon. The Buccaneers have this have this division in the bag. To be honest, apparently yeah, not the case. Hey, they didn't it's beat not, the Saints in the regular season last year either, and look what happened. So let's not keep, let's not say it's in the bag. Let's not say that. The division's in the bag. I, pr- I promise you Apparently not if they that. can't beat the Saints. <laughs> it was, yeah, they couldn't beat the Saints last year, and yet. They couldn't beat them last week either. Okay. Tom Brady Upset. likes to throw picks against the Saints. I don't know why, but he likes to do it in the regular season. Upsets happen. This is like, we just defo- we devoted this entire that segment to that. not an upset. That's just standard how it goes. It's yeah, it's clearly not clearly not if they lost to them in the in the postseason. Again, three to one right now, and I'm pretty sure the Saints want to face them again. And that one is pretty damn important, isn't it? Yeah, it they is won when it matters. Important. Yeah, that's fair. All right, but look, so was, I, this, so was last week. Oh, what were you saying, CJ? I just want to give this quote to you from Cordero Patterson. On the Atlanta Falcons, because, you know, the Saints had pretty much had to get their rearing gear in the second half. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. These are the Falcons. So they started coming back, and they still lost. And, you know, the Falcons almost falconed again. And Cordero Patterson says, and I quote, we've got to stop giving people heart attacks. No, that's just the Atlanta way. See, but, I, I mean... I don't even think this Falcons team is really they should they're four and four and it's one of those it's a good four and four where it's like this team is this team is overachieving in in playing past what they are supposed to be. You know, they barely they barely beat they barely lost to the Panthers and could and with this win they could have ended up being what? What is that? Four and three? If they if they actually lost if they actually beat the Panthers. So you know, it's not one of the, like, I mean, I get it, but you should still be, I don't know. Just be just be glad you're winning, Cordero. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's just, and the Saints, I don't know. I feel like this offseason they're definitely going to be trying for a quarterback because Jameis, he's either going to light you up or he's going to bake you up some turnovers. There's no in between. You're either getting like four touchdown Jameis or you're getting four picks Jameis. That's just how he is. Taysom, they don't even want to use. And also, as a gadget player, who knows how much longer Taysom has left because he's like 30 or 31. You know, dude's like way older than you think he is. And, so the f- and Trevor Simeon yeah. is your starter now? I mean,. New Orleans, if they want to have a prayer being competitive next season, just already look ahead to next season because despite the fact they beat Tampa, I do think this division's in the bag. I can see how it wouldn't be, but, I mean, I don't see anyone dethroning Tampa as it sits now. 
But they just need a quarterback. They're literally, like so many teams, one quarterback away from being a playoff team. Because, I mean, their defense is nothing to sneeze at. You know, they have guys like Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore in their offense. You got Michael Thomas back next season. They have Alvin Kamara, Marquez Callaway. But your quarterbacks are just not good. So 24-6, to Atlanta had a lead over over the the New Orleans Saints with about with about ten and a half minutes left to play, and three straight scores put the actually with a, about a minute left put the Saints up by one point at one mm-hmm. point, and then the the Falcons drove down the field five plays sixty four yards with with time expiring. Young Ho Koo, the man, the myth, the legend. Hits the 29-yard walk-off field goal to win the game. So the Falcons did almost Falcon the game in the most, well, Falcon way possible. But, it you know, this is one of the, it's, just be, for the Falcons, just be glad they're winning. We talked about them a, a couple of weeks ago when they were on the game, when they were the game of the week. And... They were the team where we were like, well, I mean, they're technically in the race, but I don't have any faith in them. I still kind of don't. And we we also looked at their schedule. Their schedule is brutal coming up. And the Saints were just the beginning. They have the Bills coming up, I believe, next week. And the the only games that they that we have that they could win are winnable games. There's no slam dunks for them, which tells you how just how much faith we should really be having in this Falcons team. But anyways, we're going to move on. And next up, Odell Beckham Jr. has been released after all of that, uh, all of that criticism that his, uh, that his father gave his, gave their, the Browns quarterback and he is shopping for new teams. He has it reportedly, Narrowed down to three different teams. We're going to discuss that next. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. We're talking about some week nine action and Odell Beckham Jr. This past week, just after we recorded our last episode, was released and he passed through waivers. Uh, after his father was criticizing the Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield, making him a free agent. And according to a report by ESPN's Diana Russini, he's reportedly honing in on the Chiefs, Packers, and Saints. So this doesn't mean that this, these are the teams that he's going to, because we've seen reports like this before where we think a team is one, it's going to be one of like a select three teams and he goes somewhere else. So, uh, which which team do you guys believe? Because I mean, whoever, whichever team he ends up going to, who the hell knows? But which team do you believe is the best fit for Odell Beckham, and what kind of impact will he have? You want me to start it off? Yep. Lead us off. The easiest thing for me to see him on is the Packers because I could see Devontae Adams being the intermediate threat and then Odell Beckham stretching the ball deep down the field and just being a 
just a monster to deal with in the open field. When you actually watch the way he was playing it against the Browns, it's not like he was covered. He was wide open for some of those passes that Baker Mayfield just didn't throw to him. So I was like, instead of Baker Mayfield, who obviously there was a connection issue with, give Aaron Rodgers the weapon he's been asking for for like three years now. For three years, he's been asking for like another number, like another true number one receiver. You give him Odell. They're making it at minimum to the NFC Championship game. Because look at what he's been doing with just Devontae Adams. And if you give him Odell Beckham, they are dangerous, especially if Odell Beckham can catch up to speed with the Packers' playbook. Yeah, honestly, Justin, um, I do agree that of the three mentioned teams, Green Bay is probably his best bet because Kansas City just, I don't know. They don't need more offense. They need a defense that, you know, actually does things. And why would he go to the Saints if he says he wants to go to a contender? And I've also heard the Seahawks getting thrown around a lot, which I don't know why, because at best he's going to be wide receiver three there. And this supposed uh, <clears throat> diva... Pardon my French. Uh, you know, because I personally don't think he is, but it's whatever. But And this diva, who apparently wants the ball every play, wouldn't last in a team where he would be wide receiver three. Now, I would like to point out, that as a Patriots fan, I must say that this is per uh, Chef, Adam Schefter and Jordan Schultz, that Odell Beckham Jr. update here... Uh, <clears throat> Pats are making a, quote, strong push to sign OBJ, source says. Belichick apparently wants Odell badly, and the two have immense respect for each other. I mean, I personally don't think it's going to happen, but, I mean, it'd be cool. But long story short, um, I do think Green Bay is his best bet if he actually wants to go to a contender, you know? So, yeah, just just do with that what you will. I think it's Green Bay or New England, you know, because if he signs a multi-year deal, he can help with the offense, you know, after this season. So I honestly am kind of torn. Between, I mean, as a Pats fan, I want him to go here because I think he can help a lot. But if he wants to win now, I would probably say go to Green Bay. So I would agree with Justin on Green Bay, but I don't because I want to pick pick a different possibility. Just to be just to be creative like that, but I think, damn, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. I think Ooh. I think that's a good fit for them. They need they need some passing options, and their rushing game has taken a, a I mean a huge hit uh, during the during this season, especially in the preseason. And you know they've got they've actually gotten a lot better this year with their receiving game. So honestly, at this point, maximize what you're good at. Let Lamar throw. Let's see what he's about. You know, we've heard a lot of Ravens fans. I've heard from one Ravens fan in particular. He's annoying as hell about how well if you gave if you gave Lamar Jackson some some weapons, then he could really he could really light it up, and then he'll be like it'll be like Russell Wilson. So I say, let's let him prove it. And if it doesn't work out, then I could then I could. Hold this against him for the rest of Lamar's career and be like, see, 
He's nothing but a running back. And listen, 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 listen here. Number one, we're not going to have that talk tonight because if he actually does pull it off with all Dell Beckham, you won't want to speak to me for a week. That's number one. Number two, we can't get him because it, it's one thing if we traded for him and had the Browns pay for a sal- for most of the salary, but it's not. They let him go, and if we pick him up, we would have to pay like $7 million, and we don't have that. And as much as I want to get him, we're kind of crowded as it is because Marquise Hollywood Brown is actually playing well. He has over like 682 yards and I want to say six touchdowns. So I'm it's not like sure. he's playing bad. Hang on. I'm pretty sure his wasn't his uh, contract restructured when he was when he when he was being released. They were working out something. And also, if he becomes a free agent, like just bear with me here just from my. Just from my understanding, if he becomes a free agent, then he's is he isn't he free of his contract, and now he's just he's straight up a free agent. You're on mute. You're on mute, CJ. Oh, you don't need to mute. That. You don't need to mute your, yourself, CJ. You're good. Don't don't worry about it. As long as I mean, if people are being loud in the background and you're not talking, then that's a rare mm-hmm. occasion. Yes. But just just keep yourself on. Yeah, fair enough. Also, that's why I was, but that's neither here nor there. But second, I was just saying that uh, Odell, you don't have to pay him the seven mil if you sign him because Green Bay offered him the veterans minimum. Yeah, so it seems like the market's very low for him at this point, which means that Baltimore is a possibility for OBJ if he wants to go there. And that team is, what are they, six and six and two right now? So that is a contender with a good quarterback, and he might be arguably the number one option on that team. So that is, I mean, I, I'd be, I'm curious to see what Lamar is like when it's a, when in a pass first offense versus a, a rush first, which is what he's been, been working with his entire career. You know, I would like to float an idea. I am not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it makes sense and it'd be pretty neat. The Vegas Raiders. You no longer have Henry Ruggs because he was a moron and got himself arrested. Your top two receivers are currently Hunter Renfro and Braylon Edwards. And you have a, you know, and you have Darren Waller. That's good for you. But if you want true number one, I would sign Odell. Because Carr has shown that he's not terrible when he has weapons. You know, Josh Jacobs is decent. The offensive line's getting there. So why not, if you actually, now Raiders, if you actually fancy yourself a contender, if you actually think you can, you know, make the playoffs, then why not give a certified playoff push and get OBJ? I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's not the most outlandish possibility if he wants to go to a contender then i'm not sure if the raiders are a, good, are a great option oh no, and, no no i i agree but if the raiders want to be a contender i would give odell a look sure sure i'd love to see i'd love to see him there it's i mean it's not the sexiest of options i mean i'd love to see the the ravens or or green bays or the uh the Patriots of the world. I mean, it's that's that's only sexy for us as Patriots fans, CJ. But you know, that's what I'd like to see. But I mean, the Raiders do make sense, and the and the Saints too. Before 
before Jameis Winston tore his ACL. Now it's just Trevor Simeon, and it's not to not just not to crap all over Trevor Simeon, but I mean he's no Jameis Winston or Drew Brees. Yeah, that's fair. But anyways, we are going to move on, and we're going to go into the Fumble Ruski game of the week. And speaking of the Ravens, who we just spoke about, they were involved in this game. So stay tuned. We'll talk about this game. You're listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright, along with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. I said that a little bit out of order. Usually I say Justin Tucker first, then CJ, but we're going to roll with it. But we are on to our game of the week. So this is week nine. So just to just to clarify as well, um, we go through the game of the week. We do ex- exclusively for Sunday games because there's just so many games that we just want to pick one of the best games there to sort of summarize. And if Sunday night football or Thursday night football or, or sorry, if Monday night football or Thursday night football, uh, if that was a great game, then we'll go over that as well. But I feel like just that's something that we need that we wanted to do. So um, anyways, our game of the week for week nine was Ravens Vikings. And so this was a this was a very entertaining game. So so the Vikings, they led for just about most of the game at one point, taking a 24 to 10 lead half as late as halfway through the third quarter. But from there, the Ravens rallied with three straight touchdown scores to take a 31-24 lead with about three minutes left to play. Uh, From then on, the Vikings, uh, they responded with a game-tying score of their own to wide receiver Adam Thielen with just one minute left. From there, the Ravens drove down the field and into field goal position. Justin Tucker... Not to be confused with the famous co-host of the Fumble Ruski podcast. Kicker Justin Tucker hits the game-winning field goal with seconds left. The Ravens go on to win the game 34-31. So, Justin, I'll start with the Ravens fan. What are your thoughts on this game? Despite my offense being crappy for the in the first half, despite my defense being Swiss cheese, for most of most of the season, despite forget. my yeah. running my running core being in shambles right now, despite we have sixty two million dollars worth of people on IR, and despite Lamar Jackson throwing two picks, one of them not his fault, but still two picks, the Ravens come away with this victory because of one man, one man. And his name is Lamar Jackson. Say it with me now. He is the MVP of this season. He I threw don't two picks he... early on, too. He threw two picks early on, too. He did not throw two picks early on. He threw one early on, and the one of them was in overtime because the running back didn't make the block, and Anthony Barr tipped it up and caught it himself. Ugh. Despite I mean, I all was, of that. I won't care. It's not, that was not Lamar's fault. That man out through Kirk Cousins, and he outran Dalvin Cook. You know how hard that is to do. Did he outrun Dalvin yes, Cook? Yes, he outran Dalvin Cook. I'm and he reasonably sure Cousins. he did. That man had over almost 400 yards of total offense, 
and you're trying to tell me Dak Prescott and uh, Josh Allen are ahead of him for MVP honors? Absolutely not. Hell to the no. The only person I believe is somewhat in the conversation with Lamar that is close is Tom Brady. Anybody what? else what? can come see me. No. Matthew I'll, Stafford just lost to the damn Titans. I'll come night. see you tonight and, when we take our after when we take our after our post show McDonald's run and tell you that you're 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 on crack if you think Lamar Jackson is ahead of Tom Brady in the MVP race. Tom Brady didn't play. He was on a bye, and Lamar Jackson did. So I don't see a reason why I can't assume that. And the last time Tom Brady played, he lost to the Saints, and I'm not letting you live that down. That man threw a pick when it was time for him to shine. And you're trying to tell me Lamar Jackson ain't number one? I will your, have one of it. Okay. Your, your quarterback lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Who were the number one seed. Now that they had their little Super Bowl, and now they're back in where they belong. Third, Not anymore. Third they're, division. they're like five and three now. Five and three, five, five and four. Five and four. Now they're back in the division. I don't want to hear none of that. They had the little Super Bowl beating us when for some reason my defense just doesn't just doesn't want to play defense most of the time for some reason. But that's neither here nor there. Well, the Buccaneer, how about how about this? The Buccaneers had their little sorry, the Saints had their little Super Bowl beating the the Buccaneers in that one game. Okay. Yeah. Your point your point is? My point is Tom Brady is ahead of Lamar Jackson in the MVP race. I'm sorry, what are the Buccaneers record? Six and two. What are the Ravens record? Six and two. All right, I will have none of that. Okay. Same how many, record. How, Less how people many, on IR. And yeah. we still have the same record as the Buccaneers. That's how many all I'm saying. Lamar Jackson is the MVP because he is working with less than anybody else in the league. When the Ravens win, it has to be because of this man, because we can win no other way. That's it. How many how many touchdown passes does Lamar Jackson have to this point of the season? You know what? I'll look it up. Let, let me be. Hey, kind 13. Of the, 13. The, 13. 13. It's it was it was no. a I, I was hoping Trick question. Would already know. Damn it. No. Well, Lamar how is many? 2,209 yards, 13 touchdowns, seven picks, and a QBR of 96.2. And How many talk rushing about touchdowns does he have? Two. Okay, so it's two? 15 That's... total touchdowns. And two Tom touchdowns. Brady currently has, holy crap, uh, yep. 2,650 yards, 25 touchdowns, five picks, and a passer rating of 108.6. These children are our numbers for tonight. Tom okay. Brady, the league leader in touchdown passes and yards. Sorry. And he's throwing less picks. Matthew Stafford has him by about about 50 yards, but that's it. Okay. And he's, he's doing it at age 44 yeah. in the most one of the most dysfunctional places to play in the entire league in Tampa. I don't care how much talent you have. To be able to take that team and win a Super Bowl and then go back and be a leading MVP okay. candidate at age 44, I'm sorry. Discuss, okay. End of discussion. We'll, we'll talk about this end later. End of discussion. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A.B., Chris Godwin, and to- Mike, Mike Evans, Evans, playoff Lenny, like you guys keep calling him, Ronald right. Jones, that old line, and you're trying – that defense, and you're trying to tell me he- – all right, let's not talk about AB as if he's as if he's this the same player as he was back when he was. Seen him that, as of late. He still looks like it. I haven't seen him as of late because he hasn't been playing. 
when he is playing, he's, when he is playing, he's playing like it. That's my point. Because he's old. Mike Evans is still playing like it. Chris Godwin is still playing like it. Has been it. out. And Mike, I I love Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Let let's let's make get one thing straight here. You can make a case neither of those guys are top ten wide res- wide receivers oh in this league. Oh, what? Okay. 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 You are stretching no, it. No, 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 you no, man. You are stretching it now. No, you know, dude, I have to you admit. You are not about to lie to the American people. <laughs> I don't no, care I if mean, it's Chris Godwin You can or make Mike a Evans. case that Godwin isn't, but Mike Evans certainly is. He is. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can, I, don't think, I don't think so, to be honest. He gets hurt okay. too often. We're not going to do this now because I'm not about to put you on the spot about – Ten other guys you would put a, above Mike Evans because we don't have. I kind of want to hear. But you are ridiculous me. if you think there's ten other guys better than Mike Evans. That's As a matter of fact, there aren't seven guys better than Mike Evans. No, I mean, well, we can go over our we can go over our uh, our rankings at an, another time, but I I can easily find ten. No, you can't. No, you uh, can't. I promise. Bro, I will. I mean, let me yeah, let me let, let me uh let me rephrase that. I can find 10. It'll be hard because he is a great wide receiver, but you can make a case. It'll be a terrible case. Not top 10. Not he'd be, if he's not 10, he's 11. He'd be a low, he'd be a low end top 10. If you were, if you were top 10. Yeah, but All low right. end top 10 is still top 10. Tom Brady has worked with better wide receivers than Mike Evans. We'll put You're it that way. You're proving my point. You are proving my point. Lamar hasn't had that opportunity. And, and he's, he's 44 too. numbers. He's and still he's putting 40. up these numbers. He is top ten in passing and top six in rushing, and you're just pulling these numbers. He'll be out of the league at age forty-four, probably oh, like God. probably it at least mean, ten years ago. Stop it. Ten years. Stop it. I'm not Look, having this. I'm uh, not having yeah, this. Just, well, does anyone remember what we were talking about? Oh yeah, the game of the week. Right? We were talking yeah. about the game. Of, yeah, we were talking about the game of the week. But well, I this, mean, I, I, that, this was that's a certainly fun detour, but. I think that certainly ties into it. I mean, he did have he did have an MVP caliber performance, Lamar Almost Jackson. Almost 400 yards of total offense by Lamar himself, and you're trying to tell me he's not the MVP? When the Ravens win, it's because of that man. There is no other reason why he shouldn't be the MVP. And I was having a heart attack against that Vikings game because that game shouldn't have been close to begin with. My defense is looking worse and worse by the week. I don't know why. That Vikings better, team isn't really that good to the begin Dolphins, with. Because the Dolphins suck. They don't even know who their quarterback is right now. <laughs> that Vikings team really isn't that good to begin with. They have some talent, but they've always been known to underachieve. So, I mean, yeah, it's a good also, win for they, them. They don't have any corners, like, at all. Their corners are just a bunch of burnt toast and pylons you run by. It's all offense and no defense, and their offense is led by a mediocre quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Sorry, I don't like Kirk Cousins. I've okay. I've never liked oh, Kirk Cousins. Oh please, at, Kirk Cousins is only mediocre at like his very best. I mean, look at all the weapons he has, like Thielen and Cook and Irv Smith and Chris Herndon and my man Jay Jettas. But no, no, no. But no, no. And yet, still, he can't take the Vikings anywhere into the postseason. So I, I hate Kirk Cousins. All right, here we go. We're gonna um, we can talk about this all all day long about our debate between Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady, but anyways, we're going to move on. And there has been a there has been a 
big controversy going on with the Green Bay quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who tested positive for COVID. A lot of little details, and it looks like it's turning into yet another soap opera in Green Bay between them and their quarterback. But we'll talk about that a little bit more. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright with CJ and Justin. Oh, I did it again. But uh, another little uh, bit of drama going on with the Green Bay Packers quarterback who's going, who's, who's getting, getting into it with his organization over the offseason. Plenty of rumors swirling around then. And now there's some stuff going on now. Except this time he tested positive for COVID, and it turns out he's unvaccinated, so he had to miss the game against the the Chiefs. And apparently he told the team that he got vaccinated. He said he was he was and I quote immunized. And according to, and actually it turns out they didn't. He just said that he was immunized, and the team just didn't. Eat, they just took their word for it, and then went went along with it. And Jordan Love came in. He could not pull the victory and so we'll we'll ask i'll ask a little follow-up about, about jordan love in a minute but for now uh what are your thoughts on aaron Rodgers lying about being vaccinated we'll start with you cj all right i'm gonna be as simple as i possibly can i think aaron Rodgers should be suspended and the Packers have already been fined $300,000 for this, for literally just taking his word for it and not checking. <laughs> Rodgers knew he had to be vaccinated, and, and you know, he said he was immunized, which we now know isn't true, and which means he should have been wearing masks on the sidelines. I personally disagree with the rule, but I'm just stating what the rules are. He should have been wearing a mask. He should have been doing all these other kinds of things, but he wasn't, and he was allowed to get away with it for so long. And I truly believe he should be suspended, but he won't be because he's Aaron Rodgers. He's a star, big name QB. They're not going to suspend him. They won't suspend him if it was Brady or Russ or anyone else like that or Lamar. But I guarantee you, if Aaron Rodgers was like a backup quarterback or like a second string receiver or somebody not of importance, I promise you they will bring the hammer down on him. Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, the way the rules are, he didn't follow them accordingly, and therefore something has to happen. I know he's been fined by the NFL, but it seems he needs to at least get a suspension because it seems like he wasn't fo- following the letter of the law as in not wearing masks on the sideline lying about him being vaccinated so it just seems appropriate that at least a one game suspension should be given to Aaron Rodgers and maybe a slap on the wrist like don't do this again either say you're vaccinated or you're not and yeah you know this is just typical this just feels like typical Aaron Rodgers especially typical Aaron Rodgers recently where he's doing stuff like this and I'm not sure if he's somebody who I wonder if this I just I'm sitting here I'm wondering if this is something that'll bring his value down um if he ever wants to hit the market or if he wants to get traded in the future 
where he's pulling stuff like this. He's being honest during his, uh, brutally honest during his during uh, some press conferences during the, you know, during the uh, during training camp, and you know he. He's having all these issues with within the organization. I wonder if there's going to be an issue where people are like, I mean, I don't really want to be any part of this guy. Or they might, and they might not just not give up as many assets to Green Bay as they as they would. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm there's a report floating around that San Francisco offered uh at one point offered three for three first round picks for him. At this point, I would have taken that if I was Green Bay. And, you know, this is what they have to deal with. They, he, he cost them a game, as we'll talk about a little bit with, uh, with Jordan Love. But, you know, this is, this is not good for neither Aaron Rodgers or the organization. Yeah, I mean, that's – what else can I say? That's, that's accurate. I mean, Rodgers honestly kind of – he, I, I really think he cost him that game against Kansas City, but, you know, we'll get into that. He really did. But anyways, to follow up, uh, what was your impression of Love in his de- debut? Not ready. Uh, they really ready. spent a first-round pick on him. And after, what was this, like two seasons now, marinating behind Aaron Rodgers, he still isn't ready? Like, how much longer is this kid going to take? Is he ever going to be ready? It's like, I am... Maybe it's just because I'm not the world's biggest Packers fan, but I assure you, they should... And I was adamant at the time they drafted him. They should not have wasted their first-round pick on Jordan Love. And right now, it's looking like that. A waste. I hope... I mean... I sure hope not. You know... He, I, I'm rooting for that kid to be good so that they could drive Aaron Rodgers out of town because I think Aaron Rodgers is becoming way too much of a diva now. And he's, he's really holding that organization hostage. And, you know, but, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks need a year or so, a, one, to, one to three years to sort of really be ready. We are now going on about, what, a year and a half in the league? So it's okay that he's not ready, but I mean, if he's as good as we think he is, he should be. Re- he should be getting close, and he really didn't seem close. It felt like he was just in there, just to get reps, and he didn't really make any much of an impact. You know, the the Chiefs only scored about what was it, thirteen points? Yep. So that could that should have given him plenty of opportunity to win the game, but he could only sco- he could only get seven, and he really just it was just unimpressive what I saw from him and I really hope that he can play well but not a good not a great first impression for Jordan Love he just didn't seem ready for the big moment yeah I got nothing else to add you hit the nail right on the head yeah it's just a very unfortunate situation right now but they will make the playoffs because of that man because he is a bad man which one, Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Because I was gonna say, yeah, they're they're not doing that. But I mean, he'll get them to the playoffs because he's oh, he Jordan is a great Love quarterback. Is, oh, Jordan Love is bad, all right. He's a very bad man. 
in in the words of the great Stephen A. Smith, the bad man was simply just bad. But anyways, um, we're going to move on to our final segment, which is the Fumble Rooski fan box. So we've, we're go- getting close to the f- to the end of our show, but we did save the best for last, and you did get a little taste of that MVP conversation between between Justin and I, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright along with co-host Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. And so we have reached the end of our show and you know what that means. We are on to the Fumble Rooski fan box. So what happens is we will post a question box every Monday and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So this week's Fumble Ruski question of the week was, who is your MVP at this point in the season? So we are asking this about, we're about half, a little bit more than halfway through the season. At a, it was around a quarter of the way when we asked this question, when it was, it was when we asked about our, your MVP and everyone gave a lot of different answers. And now it's kind of been, uh, besides a few crazy answers, it's kind of been narrowed down a little bit. So we'll go right into it. So CJ, our co-host, did respond, and he said Tom Brady. Solid pick. Wrong, but solid. Oh, 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 I was almost, uh, I was almost heartwarmed there. Well, it's the correct pick, but... Patrick Williver, 22, said, probably have to go with Scott Hansen. Nobody better on Sundays. So for those of you who don't know, that's the that's the red zone, the NFL red zone guy. And I have to agree. But I have to, I, I've got to admit, I don't have NFL red zone. And that is something I should get, especially since I host a NFL podcast. But, I mean... If you, if somebody's coming in clutch like that, giving us seven minute, seven hours of uninterrupted football, I mean, man, you've got to go with that. Um, after that, Patrick Costu said Brady. Hmm, it's almost like he's a popular and logical pick, Justin. Oh dear, don't start this. After that, Sarah Finnamore said Mac Jones. Boy, I wish, I, wish. Maybe I wish he was an MVP candidate. I really wish. If he was an MVP candidate and Tom Brady was also an MVP candidate, that would make for so many headlines. People I mean, would play Brady. ESPN would just be drooling over the thought of a Patriots Buccaneers Super Bowl. Mac Jones versus Tom Brady. Oh my God. That would be incredible. It's too bad he's not an MVP candidate and he's a game manager right now. But Justin Tucker, our co-host, also responded to it, giving us, whoa, this is a shocker, Lamar Jackson. Oh, I could would have said Josh Allen. Huh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, uh, you know, I can see it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I, I'm just saying I see it, you know? Mm-hmm. I see consideration. But what I also what I see the most of is Tom Brady winning league MVP. 
And then after that, we have Tyson Tate. Or his his name is spelled with a th. It's, I don't know if it's Tyson or Tyson. Uh, um, Tyson Tyson. Uh, let me know in the comments what your how you pronounce your name so that I could I could get it correct on the show. But uh, he says not talked about enough. But and he says in all caps, Aaron Donald would love to see a defensive player win it. So this is a quarterback dominant award where. It's usually you rarely see anybody else besides the quarterback win the league MVP. But if anybody's going to do it, it is Aaron Donald. I mean, that guy can play. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you want to go with a defensive MVP, I would say Miles Garrett definitely also deserves some love. Mm, yeah, uh, but Aaron Donald's oh. just a different beast. All right, Ravens fan, we all know how you feel, but, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, doesn't uh, Garrett actually lead the league in sacks? Yeah, I think he's at 12, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, I mean, just give him some consideration, maybe a vote. Yeah, I'm not saying don't consider him. I mean, Aaron Donald gets triple team now, so it's like he may not get the stats, but. He's still making an impact for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Master Matt. Master Matt one says Tyreek Hill. Let's just ignore that one. I'm not even going to dignify that one. Let's just move on. I heard nothing. Continue. <laughs> I mean, he, he's certainly valuable. You have to give him that. Just yeah, yeah, not even the best receiver. I don't know what you're talking year. about. Not even a top three receiver this season. Move along. Jeez. Uh, Grayson Mortimer said, "If he didn't get hurt, it was Henry." You know what? That's valid. I mean, that's valid. I mean, I just wish Derrick Henry didn't get hurt. That's all. He could have had 2,000 yards. For a three-game stretch, he was putting the team on his back. Derrick Henry. I mean, he was. They were winning games that they had no business winning. With uh, against these teams, right? They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, as as time is going by, we're seeing that's not as big of a that's not as big of a surprise. But they also beat the Buffalo Bills, and I'm I'm forgetting the other team they beat. It's I don't have it on the off the top of my head right now. Let me look up their the Titans schedule here. Um, let's keep keep talking. Uh, they beat the so they beat the Seahawks. Jaguars, Chief, they beat they beat the Colts. Yeah, that's the team I'm forgetting, the Colts. But that is a team, you know, that is a, I mean, that is a team that's pretty competitive despite their record. Uh, but anyways, Cash Jurassic, and we were we were we got a bit of a kick out of this off uh, off camera before the before the show. But he says me. Someone get him a contract, darn it. Let's mm-hmm. get this man a contract. I love the confidence. I'll say that much. Yeah, let's see what he can do. See what he can do. Put him up in uh, put him up on that offense for Kansas City. He'd probably still do better than Patrick Mahomes right now. Oh my God. Oh, that's mean. Just give it to I, him. You'll be fine. He's he's having a he's having a down year, man. He's he's not doing that well. I mean, by his standards, I mean it's his standards. Of course, he's having a down year. But anyways, our former co-host Brian Mucker said Lamar Jackson. 
There's another the Lamar thing I said. The smartest thing he said. Way to go, Brian. You know you're right. You know I'm right. Maybe he wouldn't be off the show if he were if he wasn't <laughs> making bad takes. Wow. If you were making more takes like this. But honestly, I'm 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 t- I'm t- I'm not saying that he's not that he doesn't deserve consideration. That it's like complete asinine that he deserves the that he deserves the league MVP. I just don't think he's going to win it. I think he I think there's other I think Tom Brady should be should be have consideration over him and I think Matthew Stafford should have better consideration over him. They are they are quarterbacking two of the best teams and they're putting Wait, up Matthew the best stats. Stafford over him? Over I think Ma- Matthew Stafford, yeah. Yeah, this is low key where I draw the line, but whatever. I mean, I, for me, Lamar's my number two beside Brady, but yeah, I mean, I don't la- know. last week's game was certainly that'll certainly put a damper on it because no, he didn't Lamar play. He didn't my, show up. My guy, like I mean, my second even before this week. So I mean, I don't know. There's Matt Stafford, so it doesn't wow me. I guess he's had Plus a great what? year. Matthew Stafford's had a great year. I mean, when you factor in uh, Lamar's running ability, I mean, low-key, for me at least, kind of cancels out Stafford. I just think Brady's the most efficient. All right. Well, Mal the Golf Gal said Cooper Cup. You know, he's the MVP of my fantasy. uh, Honestly, uh, a wide receiver or tight end or any form pass catcher has never won MVP, like, ever. And I think that's an atrocity. I'm not saying Cooper deserves to win. I'm just saying that it's just got to change. I think if the that, closest if is it were, co-MVP with Jerry Rice. Yeah. If it were to change, then Cooper Cup would certainly get consideration. But the problem is he's not. And he's having a he's having an electric year. You know, it's unheard of that halfway through the season a player has 1,000 yards. And... You know, we can see a real possibility of him reaching 2,000 yards as a receiver, which is incredible. Who was the last one to do that? Has anyone ever done that? I'll have to look that up. I don't believe – I know I know. Uh, 2,000 yards. Let me look that up. You guys keep Nobody talking. Nobody as a receiver has gotten 2,000. The closest was in 1964 by Calvin. Cooper Cup is on Ridley. that Ridley. I was going to say – yeah. I was gonna say Calvin Ridley definitely certainly got close, but oh, 1964. Ridley. You mean Johnson? Huh? You mean sorry, yeah. sorry, Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I I, for, I messed that up. Wow, the disrespect. I misspoke. Sorry. All right, but anyways, what are what are your guys's? Uh, actually, you guys already gave your. Yeah, I already told you. I already gave mine. If yeah, we, let's not. Uh, we haven't. Let's not open that can of worms again. All right, we don't have to do this. Any other any other thoughts before we end the show here? No, I think I'm good. Nope, I've made all the points I need to make. All right, well, well in that the MVP. That's it. Tom Brady's okay. The MVP. That's something. All right, well, in that case, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Podcast. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at fumblerooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.